Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Does it feel kind of awkward? You go last week, it seemed like hurry, hurry, hurry with finally spring football back in play, and now you're back to spring break where you've got time back on your hands? I guess, yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> There's nice, been so much though, going on it? with basketball to follow. Yeah. I've been, like, just watching tournament games, so I haven't yeah. really thought about a whole lot else, but uh, – yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of break and get things going. Um, yeah, I've been going through all of our photos and stuff and trying to catalog all that kind of stuff. So it's good to, to get a little bit of a break and, and then get back at it for these last 12 practices. How would you sum up the first week of practice for Arkansas? I, I thought it was fast. I mean, if I'm using one word, that would probably be it. I, I thought they just hit the ground running. and. It was really cool to see all those new faces out there. We haven't seen that many new guys. There's 16 scholarship players who have early, already enrolled. Of course, Manny Powell is not out there, but uh, you know, because he's injured. But um, you know, to see all those other guys, especially the transfers, because those are the players you would think have the best chance of making the the earliest impact. So that's been really cool to see and and just kind of get an idea for how big they actually are. Even if you've seen them on per on in person. Uh, it's always different to see him next to other college athletes, you know, like Marion Harris. I've seen him before, but how big is he standing next to Keyes Crawford, you know? Um, so those are those are cool to see. But I was just really impressed, especially day one. I mean, they go out there, they're getting team, and they're just running plays like like they never stop doing it. So that would probably be the thing that stands out the most to me, along with all those newcomers. Let's talk with uh, Tim. Tim, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, uh, Trey, uh, as far as our lines on the football, uh, how are they going to compare to Alabama and Georgia now? The lines? Offensive and defensive lines? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of experience on the offensive line. I thought that they won over half the battles that they had last year. I thought that going in, they probably win about half the battles, and I thought they did better than that. And they've what? got four players returning what? as starters, and I think it's going to be difficult to keep guys like um, Takias Crawford out of there. You know, I don't know if yeah, you know, he starts. We're, we're or not, bigger. But we're bigger though he, this year. Um, they're bigger. Mm, probably about the same since you got four starters returning off last year's team. You lose Myron yeah. Cunningham, who was about 330, and Luke Jones is about, I think, 327 right now. But you've also, I mean, if you get Devon Manuel in the starting lineup, he's 362, and he's battling for the left yeah. tackle spot. So then, That's yeah, a big you're boy bigger. There. But the second group right now is, I mean, probably the biggest group of offensive linemen that Arkansas has ever had. The second team. I mean, and that's wow. you know bigger than that group that you go back to in 2015 with Sebastian Totola and Denver Kirkland, and mm-hmm. Dan Skipper, Mitch Smothers, the, all those guys. Uh, that was a big offense. That was the biggest line in all of college football at the time. But uh, I mean, just looking at the second group, you've got um, 
you know, you've got Takias Crawford, who's, what, 350. Uh, you've got yeah. Jalen St. John, who's 334, and it's slimmed down from 359. Uh, you know, and, and that's even including a 287-pound center in Marcus Henderson. I mean, wow. that's including him with the averages. Um, you know, at, at, uh, right guard running with the, that second group you've had. Um, yeah. You've had uh, Marion Harris is, you know, uh, 360 pounds, um, you know, and I mentioned Devon okay. Manuel, who's right now with the second group. So that's that's sounds, a pretty big group. Sounds like group they're going to be right tough, there. though. They're going to keep them off of the quarterback at least two. Well, that would be the hope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think KJ they will. Uh, it sounds like hits. they will. I mean, he just yeah, yeah. Well, K- KJ's going to take hits. I mean, they gave up some sacks last year. It wasn't yeah. Um, but KJ, you know, KJ's dramatic, got that double. Yeah, he's got that Superman thing on him. That cape. <laughs> but uh, yeah, K- but because it, well, I think we but, would expect uh, KJ to get off to a go ahead. <laughs> you want to talk? Go, no, you go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I was just saying, KJ. You know, you'd expect him maybe to get off to a little faster start this year uh, since he has so much experience. You know, he didn't get off to a great start in the first game last year. Yeah. But, um, you know, with another group of offensive linemen that return, you know, you've got. You know, your running backs return, your tight ends return, except for Blake Kern. You've got to replace some guys at wide receiver, but there's some promising young talents. And KJ's, you know, a year older. So, you know, the the spots you have to fill on offense are pretty important because you have, you know, Traylon Burks. You've got to replace him some kind of way. So you'd hope yeah. Jaden Hazelwood is an answer along with some other guys stepping up. And, you know, you've got to replace that left tackle spot. So those are two pretty critical areas that you've got. To, uh, but other other than that, you know, you you're in pretty good shape on offense. Good deal. And and uh, Rick and uh, Randy, as far as that daggum bracket, I think everybody just needs to throw it in the trash. I think it did go in the trash the other day. Yeah. Well, that that's the fun. The fun of it is for people who love to fill it Thank out. Thank you, Tim. Who's playing and. And they can have conversation. Oh, my bracket got busted. Well, everybody's bracket gets busted. So, but that's a nice common conversation to have. Well, I didn't fill one out, but had I filled one out, you didn't fill it out of bracket. No, 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 no. That is that's un-American, Randy. Well, oh, I've uh-oh. never done one. Rick's never done one. <laughs> I've never what? done one. What? No, never. How? Done. How? Well, it's like wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. It's just something you do. Well, not always. <laughs> Did you wear green on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, no, because I didn't have an office to go to. I always used to, but I didn't oh have to go anywhere gosh. on St. Patrick's Day. So, no, I didn't. I did, Trey. I did. I did. Do I get brownie I mean, points? Did you guys hand out candy on Halloween? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do we? <laughs> Yeah, we, we get pepper. We love baseball, apple pies. You love apple pie, yeah. Chevrolet, and baseball, of course. Yes, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all right, just because you don't fill out a bracket doesn't make you un-American. Do we eat hot dogs? Yes. Are they bad for you? They're worse for you than doing brackets. Yeah, but we eat them anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <sighs> all right. Well, we learned now. Next year we've got to do a bracket. Ricky, oh, we we're going to have to move to Brazil. Nothing, you know, filling out with the higher seeds, winning every game. Let's talk to Big Keith. Big Keith, you got a question or comment for Trey? Big Keith up in the house. What up, Rick Schaefer? Hi, Keith. What up, Randy Rainwater? Man, doing great. How about you, Keith? All right, all right. What up, Trey Diddy? I know you filled out a bracket, Keith. All right. 
Actually, not this year, bud. Oh what? <laughs> Normally, I do. Oh this gosh. year, I never got around to it. I, I had too much on my plate. But I, I, mm-hmm. if I would, I'd probably only have one person in the final still. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. uh, I would have took, took Tennessee a lot farther. That's the one other thing oh, that would have screwed me Definitely. over. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. Hey, uh, let me let – me, before I start asking Trey the questions, let me, let me make a statement on the Razorback basketball. I think – you know, it's been a great year. If we go here, I, I, I don't see us winning. I think we're going to get three rain down upon us, left and right. Uh, I think a lot of us are going to be fouled out because of the speed of Gonzaga. But I think the boys are great, and I love them, and I hope for the best. You always got to hope for the best, you know. And uh, I love hearing about the girls' softball. I, I agree with the other callers. You guys need to talk about that a little bit more. Maybe have, a, have one or two other players sometime, you know. So that would be good. And then, uh, Trey, let me let me ask you let me ask you this, uh, Trey. If mm-hmm. if uh, you know everybody was afraid of us, our opening two games. What is it, Cincinnati and BYU? And uh, um, Cincinnati, no, Cincinnati and South Carolina, huh? I believe. Yeah, that's they, right. Oh, okay. But they I do play BYU. BYU. They do play BYU. Missouri yeah. State yeah. A and BYU is at the middle yeah. of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know when, but. You know, I'm not afraid of those two teams at all. Uh, Cincinnati was great this year, but didn't they lose quite a bit of people? And I don't think they could restock that that much that quick. They did. Cincinnati's uh, been a good program, though, since, I mean, since Brian Kelly was there. They started rolling at about that time, uh, and whoever's come through has has had success there. So they'll they'll have success, too. I think you look at it versus last year's schedule, I mean, you opened with Cincinnati this year. Last year you opened with Rice. You know, that's obviously a lot tougher matchup playing Cincinnati. Um, You know, BYU in the non-conference, obviously, uh, you played Texas last year, um, you know, which that was before Texas realized they weren't good. And then, um, you know, it's a tough slate of non-conference games with, uh, I mean, even even Missouri State with Bobby Petrino, there's a storyline there, you know, there's there's pressure. Um, Liberty with Hugh Freeze, you know, he's he's fielded good teams there. They've got a quarterback to replace too. So, I mean, well, it's just it's just tough every you. year. You just kind of just kind of roll with it if you're Arkansas. I I agree that it's tough. I just don't think we ought to be scared like some people were or worried about it. Uh, I think I think. Oh no, I mean I it's also, not any. T- it's not. It's really not any tougher than last year overall. I mean, you replace. South Car- you've replaced Georgia with South Carolina too, you know, so that's that's not an even trade. With Spencer yeah. Rattler. Yeah, with Spencer and, Rattler. Well, and I was going to tell you, uh, I was going to talk about the quarterback. Uh, I forgot his name now. It's in my mind. Our quarterback. AJ? KJ yeah. 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 With with what they, they know now, how KJ is and what they have, they are going to work a lot more with him in runs and, you know, spreading the field a little bit more, I think, and, mm-hmm. and getting him more uh, runs and touches. And I really think they know more that he, what his capabilities are. They weren't so sure last year. This year they do, and I look forward in that. And I, the last Same. thing I was going to ask you, Trey, mm-hmm. uh, is what, what what's our record going to be this coming year, and what do you think it has to be to have a good year? Thanks, guys. Oh, have a good one. First to ask. We usually don't get asked. Thank you, man. Practice is over. Wow, what do you think? You ready to make a prediction? Well, you know, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Sam Pittman did say last year that, or you know, said recently that last year going into that Rice game, he didn't 
didn't know how good a runner KJ was, and then was like, well, we might have a 60, 80 yard game rusher here. Um, but mm. you know, because you don't you don't tackle in practice. I mean, we can go on in high school and see the film. A lot of quarterbacks that aren't great runners in college look good running in high school. But uh, KJ, you kind of had a feeling about him, but I, he. I don't know if any of us quite expected him to be the runner that he was, the best runner since Matt Jones at Arkansas. I, I, I mean, a prediction on the record already—that's uh, that's pretty early. No pressure. That's pretty early. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna set the over/under at I guess around eight, I guess or nine. Um, I think that they could have wow. it, end up having a special year and going above that, um, but it's a little bit early for me to throw out a prediction on right now but i think the target's got to be 10 games for you i mean try to win 10 try to get better every year and they've got a lot returning so a lot depends also you know how they address things uh, moving forward on the defensive line um you know they've got a couple commitments there but they they want to get some more and so there's there's a couple things here and there but it's pretty early to be predicting the schedule, uh, predicting <laughs> yeah, the record. That's right. It's yeah. March. I don't play till September. <laughs> Danny had a story that until you read the story and you understand the numbers that are uh, around the conference, it makes this almost hard to believe. But that is... Under Sam Pittman, there have been very few, if any, decommitments. Yeah. And the two that Danny listed, one recommitted to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. That's Landon Rogers. The other, which was non-football-related reasons, was Miles Rouser. So you take out those two, that – Trey, into itself is hard to believe that would be zero. I mean, even Alabama, mighty Alabama, had six in these last couple of years. Florida leads the way with 24. I didn't realize LSU had that many decommitments. Uh, 21, along with Mississippi State and Tennessee. A new Tennessee seems like they get one, lose one. But um, to have just two decommitments that's that's just unreal i've never seen anything like it before especially this day and age when recruits are committing earlier and earlier and earlier uh a lot of those you know some of those teams have gone through coaching changes and when you have a coaching change then you're going to see right you know decommitments with Pittman, and i can remember the landon rogers decommitment and it wasn't I don't know, a week or two later that he recommitted uh, to Arkansas. So it's hard to even count that one, but technically he did decommit. And as you mentioned, Miles Rouser, that wasn't an issue where Miles Rouser wanted to decommit. He just couldn't go to Arkansas, you know. So um, it's kind of hard to count that one too. So in a a sense, they're batting a 1,000. If you commit to Arkansas, then that's where you're going to end up going. So uh, it's a a tremendous job by the staff. I mean, it really is. I mean – just to think about that, that just doesn't—it just doesn't happen. I, I can't ever remember uh, a coach at Arkansas that didn't endure some decommitments. Well, the other thing is that's a that's a strong statement about the character of their coaching staff, because I guess they haven't decommitted on any of the guys that committed to them, did they? 
And that's a that's if true because that's it goes both and ways. So yeah, it sure does. That's saying if we if you give us a commitment, we we will honor it, and that doesn't always happen. Yep, you're actually that's that's a great point. That's a great point because it absolutely uh, has happened just about under every coach that's been here. I mean, the Miles Rouser one's obviously a different situation, but um, yeah, that's a good point, Rick. It's just it's still hard to believe. Uh, let's talk to Jason. Jason, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Hey, guys. Uh, Big Keith said he doesn't have much time on his hands, but if he spent the same amount of time filling out a bracket that he does in his introductions and greetings, he could have filled out like three. Yeah. Just, just saying. Hey, uh, Trey, uh, love your segment uh, every day. Um, you know, with Big Ridge and the, the two linemen from Missouri, you know, we really needed them. They stepped in and started, and now they're gone. If if we don't get, mm-hmm. you know, that number or even that caliber of transfer, what are some of the guys behind them that are on the roster now that uh, we may be looking at uh, for, for big playing time in the fall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, right now, if you look at the first group, it's uh, left end, uh, excuse me, right end is Zach Williams, left end is Eric Gregory, and nose is Isaiah Nichols. Gregory and Nichols both in 2020 started seven games. So they, you know, they have obviously played quite a bit. And then Nichols, uh, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Nichols, or excuse me, uh, Zach Williams has, you know, been a pretty, pretty regular contributor for them uh, at one of the end spots and probably would have started last year had they not gotten Trey Williams in. So he probably would have started last year. So I would say those are probably the top three guys. You've also had Jashad Stewart. Um, you know, Cameron Ball is a player that I think a lot of the coaches expect to possibly leapfrog some guys and move up and, and get some early playing time. He's a big guy, what, 6'5", 3'10", 3'15", something like that. Uh, you have Torian Carter also on the inside. Um, and, you know, they like Eric Thomas also. Uh, you know, so I would say that's probably your next, your your top six guys right now. Uh, but they also have Landon Jackson committed, who's a former four-star recruit. I think he was somewhere around number 100 ranked prospect in the country coming out of high school. Six seven two seventy five. You can do a lot with six seven two seventy five. You know, uh, I would expect left end. You know, if you're running a four-man front, he could be. You know. Um, a defensive tackle in that look. So you could do a lot of things with him. And then they've got Jordan Dominic coming in, who's more of a right end type, um, who's, I, I think he checked in at like 6'3, 247 or something like that uh, when he was on his visit here. So, um, you know, you got him coming in. He did take a visit to UCF, but he's committed to Arkansas and signed with Arkansas. It's just that I guess signing doesn't really mean anything these days. So, uh, but he took a visit to Central Florida uh, and then said he's still committed to Arkansas. But uh, and, and they're looking for another couple of defensive linemen. So we'll see how it shakes out. There'll be another wave of, of players enter the transfer portal. As I've said several times on here, um, all three of those guys that started for him last year on the defensive line were post-spring transfers. Let me throw this in real quick. We'll have an opportunity. This from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Sean says the 2016 Ball Knob Girls finished 36-0, fourth nationally by USA Today. Autumn Humes went to Kentucky and pitched incredibly. I believe it was six other girls that played college ball somewhere. So there you go. There's the top. 
top 25 team from the great state of Arkansas. Um, Lynn says for the caller that complained about the buzz, not mentioning anything about what the softball team has done, needs to listen to the buzz more. The morning show, Morning Mayhem, has an NIL deal with Mary Hath, and they had her on live this morning. You can tell, Detroit, we had a couple of questions, comments about um, the ladies softball program and um, Mm -hmm. with their impressive series win over Tennessee. Tennessee was in the top 25 this past weekend. So, And then Randy says, I think the free throw shooting of this team is incredible, especially in the last few minutes of games. I don't know what Muss does to coach free throw shooting, but he is an evil genius. Likes was huge. <laughs> Note and JW are both so clutch, too. That's not easy with the game on the line and the whole state watching. How about the whole yeah. nation watching? Yeah. But they They're going to have to be good at the free throw line against Gonzaga. And probably they need have to be good a thirty-point yeah. yeah. They're going to have to have every. They're going to have to have note thirty points type of, of day. Jalen Williams fifteen and ten probably minimum. I mean, a great game from a mood day too. And the Chris likes that we like. <laughs>